Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Hello Canada, it's Tony here. Today's date is April 21st, 2020. We hope those who were able to tune into our full show on Sunday uh, were able to enjoy what you heard. Uh, this will be a short rant. I always like to say short and then I end up going on and taking 10 or 15 minutes of your time. So my apologies, but I've got a few things I've got to get off my chest today. Now we did a show with Lewis and I Sunday morning, uh, published it later Sunday morning. Unfortunately, and a very tragic day for Canada, especially the province of Nova Scotia, on Sunday night, there was a shooting rampage where a piece of crap, I can't even call this person a gentleman or lady, this piece of crap killed so far, the body count is at 18, and this person himself was then killed by the RCMP to stop this rampage. Um, one of the deceased was an RCMP officer, and God bless our, our, our first, report, first responders, our police officers, our military, the true heroes, and it certainly is a sad day for all of Canada that we... We lost one of our finest uh, in the line of duty. I mean, she was doing what she signed up for, and God bless her. And certainly our condolences from Lewis and I to her family and all of the families, the entire RCMP family and the Canadian family as we deal with this loss, which is now considered to be the largest mass shooting in Canadian history. And a uh, terrible day. It's it's hard to wrap our heads around this as Canadians because this is not something that we see a lot of. And all I can say is that with the weak-kneed legal system in Canada, this piece of crap got exactly what he deserved and I'm certainly glad that the RCMP officers who were able to to get him managed to send him straight to hell so he can be punished for eternity for what he has done because that is a way better end to this person's story than what would have happened had he gone through the legal system and Plaid out some kind of jail term. So God bless the RCMP for being able to put that to an end. And we are certainly wishing we could mourn with the families in Nova Scotia. And that's the first part of my rant I want to want to talk to is that this community where this happened and it's, it's a small town just north of Nova Scotia, or north of Nova Scotia, north of Halifax, Nova Scotia, sorry, Dartmouth area. And I can't remember the name of the small town right now, but it's a resort village, and that's where where things began. And the community wants to mourn their, their losses. And Justin Trudeau says, no, no, they're, they, 
they will not be allowed to to mourn for their families together. They will have to mourn in solitude. And to that I say, you know, well, who else can go to hell? You, Mr. Trudeau, you can go to hell. Because I'm so tired of the hypocrisy that just seems to go hand in hand with liberalism. Like, does liberal ideology just embrace hypocrisy? Because it certainly was okay for Justin Trudeau to go spend time with his family on Easter. And we all, you know, when the media tried to call him out on it, we all heard his very smug and condescending reply that, I was just spending Easter with my family. Well, do you think maybe families want to mourn the, the victims of a mass shooting together? But no, no, it's okay for you to go see your family for Easter and make sure you get some selfies of you guys all being outside together. Oh, wait, that's supposed to be against the law in Quebec right now too, isn't it? Oh, that doesn't matter when you're Justin Trudeau because it's do as I say, not as I do. It's the liberal way. Oh, wait, that was Jean Chrétien. But still, it is the liberal way. Obviously, hypocrisy is the liberal way. I don't think there's a single Canadian who has any kind of heart or any kind of brain that would be saying no to these families wanting to mourn the loss of their loved ones in such a brutal way. I can't think of anybody who would object to these families having some kind of memorial together as a community. I mean, give me a break. How can you, I mean, I guess I should say, how can you as Canadians even consider that to be okay to say, no, these people cannot mourn as a community? Because none of you Canadians would actually say that. Mr. Trudeau, on the other hand, oh, absolutely. Oh, no, they certainly cannot mourn together because of risk for the pandemic. Um, You know what? I think you need to give people just a little bit of credit, Mr. Trudeau. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that these fine folks in Nova Scotia are probably smart enough that they would either socially distance themselves, put on some personal protective gear like masks, for example, and in every way, shape, or form, do their best to follow the rules so that they could actually have a public memorial. But because of bully despots like yourself who decide that the rules apply to the little people but not to you, no, no, you they, they, they don't dare get out and mourn because it's a public safety issue. Um, I think there's an exception to be made here. But that's all I have to say about that one. I think it's an absolute tragedy that these families and this community cannot start the healing process from this tragedy together because the bully at the top, Mr. Trudeau, says no. And like a good liberal, this is where I'm going next in my rant, as Lewis and I have said on this show a few times since the start of the pandemic, don't let a crisis go to waste. And of course, the very first thing coming out of, well, not just Mr. Trudeau's mouth, but of course the media lapdogs is, are we going to be going ahead with that assault rifle ban, Mr. Trudeau? And of course, what if Mr. Trudeau say, well, yes, it was tabled before Parliament had to shut down and that will be our first order of business. That was his daily condescension today was his discussion of, oh, it's time for an assault rifle ban. Okay, again, I'm addressing you directly here, Mr. Trudeau. 
I don't understand how it is that you have dragged your sorry carcass across this earth for 48 years now, and you have not figured out that assault weapons have been banned in Canada since 1974. Almost your entire life that assault rifles have been banned in Canada. Um, I don't know how you're going to be able to wrap your head around that because, of course, I think that they, they, as in being the Liberal government, will just do everything they can to make up a new definition or at least add to what they believe would be the list of assault rifles or assault weapons, they've said, because they don't want to just keep that down to rifles and they want to make certain they can define whatever they please as assault weapons to ban. Yet again, and we have said this, we as in Lewis and I, we as in Canadians have said for years, legal gun owners are not the problem. The problem tends to be criminals who commit crimes and often they are with stolen guns or guns that are purchased illegally. Assault weapons are not the problem, at least not if you're not talking about at least if you're talking about assault rifles, assault rifles are not the problem. They are already banned. So are we going headed towards yet another long gun registry? Most likely. And I think once they find out which types of, of firearms were used in this mass shooting in Nova Scotia, funny feeling they will end up being on the list. That or, I mean, I don't even trust the Supreme Leader not to just create or suggest what kind of weapons may have been used so that he may add them to some kind of list. And that really bothers me. And yes, I did just call him Supreme Leader and there was a reason for that. Because the Supreme Leader is the, is the name given to Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Yeah, he is to be called the Supreme Leader. And I think Justin Trudeau probably would like to have that title too. Because one more road down, one more step, sorry, down the road to dictatorship is what he has taken when he had said that Parliament will will reconvene but will only sit one day per week. Are you kidding me? One day per week while we are in the middle of a pandemic and actually need our government to, well, largely be held to account because every single day in Mr. Trudeau's daily condescension, he's got yet one more detail of or one more spending program that he wants to enforce upon us or impose upon us. And a lot of them are necessary at this point. I've never been a fan of them and I don't want government to be the ones who bail us out of the economy or bail us out of the, uh, the mess they've created in our economy. But as Lewis and I have said many times, unfortunately they have to because it is government that has created this mess. However, when Parliament only sits for one day a week, they will probably not get nearly enough business done. They won't. And there won't be enough question period to hold the government to account. They're going to be ramming through spending bills. And unfortunately, it's going to create a lot of chaos because now a lot of that work is still going to be done outside of Parliament, where the government cannot be held to account, which is exactly what Justin Trudeau wants, because then he can stand up there and make his, his speeches every day and pretend he's such a great leader, and then not have to answer for it to those peasants in the House of Commons. 
And those peasants, by the way, are you and I because our representatives are there for us. And I think Mr. Trudeau has a real serious disdain for us peasants. And if he didn't, maybe he would allow Parliament to sit even three days a week. Andrew Shearer actually had come up with uh, with a night with a plan to sit for three days, limited number of MPs, and it actually made a lot of sense. But of course, because it made a lot of sense and because it would actually allow for question period and because it would allow for a regular question period and a number of hours for the prime minister and ministers to be to be questioned <coughs> excuse me sorry about that mr trudeau of course could not go for that because the last thing he wants is to be held to account i mean you see the way he is with the reporters that that talk to him after his daily condescensions and out front of Rideau Cottage, he still can't answer a question. No matter what they ask him, he skirts around it and talks about what's best for Canadians. This morning, for example, there was what I thought would be a fairly simple question. When is the money going to be rolling out for for some help for small businesses? Well, can't give you a timeline. We are working on it in the next few weeks and the money could be a matter of days. They can start applying Monday and then it could be a matter of days or a few weeks. How about narrow it down just a little bit? At least you got that they can apply on Monday. Well, that's good considering it's been three or four weeks that you've been discussing already some kind of assistance package. And finally now at the end of April, businesses can actually apply. Until, I guess, you change the rules again and then have to extend that. Folks, we've really got to find some way to hold this government to account. Because right now, Mr. Trudeau is running roughshod over our democracy. And his grasp of control over our own daily lives is getting A, too comfortable for him. And he's probably starting to enjoy that. And B, it's going too far. Let those poor families in Nova Scotia have a day of remembrance. Let them get together and heal and mourn as a community. Liberals always talk about having a monopoly on compassion. We'll try to show some for once. Tony.